0: Today is Monday, October 3rd, 2022. This is the Lincoln KY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spalding. On today's episode, final presentation made on options for new Kenton County Park, State Cannabis Advisory Committee releases summary of Kentuckians' feedback on medical use, Metro and Tank offering free rides to Blink, and Kenton judicial candidate seeks to disqualify opponent over residency. The Link Daily Headlines podcast is sponsored by CVG Airport. CVG Airport has been serving the community for 75 years, and to celebrate this special milestone, the airport is inspiring travel once again with a year-long travel dream sweepstakes. Every month, one lucky winner is chosen to receive an airfare voucher with one of CVG's many airline partners to help make their travel dreams come true. You can learn more about CVG's 50-plus nonstop destinations and enter for a chance to win at cvgairportcom slash cvg75. Final presentation made on options for new Kenton County Park, reported on by Haley Barnell. Plans for the future of Kenton County's new park were presented to the fiscal court on September 27th. Human Nature, a Cincinnati-based planning and design firm, presented potential options for feedback for the new Kenton County Park in Independence. Gary Waltnezek, the principal in charge of technical design at Human Nature, gave the third and final presentation on the 225-acre park to help develop the master plan. The land was previously home to the now shuttered Fox Run Golf Course. Kenton County Judge Executive Chris Knockelman clarified that the purpose of the presentation was to give county commissioners an idea of what could take place at the park any presented will return to the court to allow them to provide feedback and discuss funding opportunities. Walt Nuzek said the proposed parking lot could hold hundreds of people on the weekends. He said the parking lot south side also has space for food trucks to park on busy weekends or special events. The plans also call for raising the lake level by strengthening the dam. An ADA accessible loop goes from the recreation hub and continues around the lake with accessible docks and fishing spots included in the site drawings. The cover sheltered plans have concessions, seating, and restrooms, and are proposed to be next to an outdoor plaza with playground and spray ground. Walt Nizek called the playground size regionally significant for kids of all ages, adults, and families to gather at the park. Walt said the multi-purpose event center could be used for things like nature education, a community meeting space, or possibly rented by a vendor. He said one of the three multi-purpose fields is as large as a soccer field and could be used for pickup games and a space to host regional events. He described the two smaller fields as the size of a U-8 soccer field and would be one of the few areas in the park that would be kept mowed for community use. Other features of the master plan include a dog park with a fitness loop, a lake edge shelter and deck, and a sledding hill. New Kenton County Park is currently open to the public for passive recreation like hiking, fishing, biking, wildlife, and walking. Knockelman said the region overall is under-green spaced and under-parked, With new Kenton County Park, the county will have 819 acres, or 2.2% total land area, designated for parks. Wolt said there is still much more work and opportunity for input before anything is built. He added that the park would ideally be developed in phases once plans are finalized. To see a list of all proposed ideas, visit linknky.com. State Cannabis Advisory Committee releases a summary of Kentuckians' feedback on medical use, reported on by Kenton Hornbeck. Is it time for medical cannabis in the Commonwealth? Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear seems to think so, and so do many Kentuckians. Beshear released a summary of feedback obtained by his Team Kentucky Medical Cannabis Advisory Committee, a group created to travel the state and listen to Kentuckians' views on medical cannabis. Representative Rachel Roberts, a Democrat from Newport, introduced legislation in February that would have allowed for recreational and medical marijuana use. Ultimately, the state legislature did not pass the legislation. The summary from the committee included these key findings as presented by the governor's office. Kentuckians of all ages are suffering from chronic conditions. Medical providers are prescribing opioids and painkillers that are not providing relief, and Kentuckians are fearful of their addictive properties. Research indicates individuals cannot overdose from cannabis. Kentuckians are leaving the state to access medical cannabis in states where it is legal. They want to be able to return to the Commonwealth without breaking the law. Kentucky military veterans explained that PTSD was significantly eased by the use of cannabis. Polling suggests 90% of Kentucky adults support legalizing medical cannabis. Our team traveled the state to talk directly to Kentuckians, and they found our people do indeed overwhelmingly support it, Bishir said. I appreciate the work of those who participated, and I am taking this information into consideration as I analyze what steps I can take to legalize medical cannabis for those suffering from chronic, debilitating medical conditions. Carrie Harvey, co-chair of the committee and secretary of the Justice and Public Safety Cabinet, said the committee did not hear any opposition to medical cannabis legislation at its town hall meetings. Many attendees of the town hall told the committee that medical cannabis had helped relieve them from the chronic symptoms they live with. Some attendees told the committee that cannabis use helped them engage in day-to-day activities. Some attendees felt that medical cannabis provided effective treatments for their chronic symptoms, while other treatments such as opioids did not. Military veterans who attended the town hall spoke on the benefits they experienced from the use of cannabis in reducing PTSD symptoms. The state's medical cannabis website allowed Kentuckians to submit their opinions online. The website received 3,539 comments, 98.64% of which expressed support for legalizing medical cannabis in Kentucky. Metro and Tank offering free rides to Blink, reported on by Link and KY staff. If you're trying to avoid finding parking for Blink, Metro and Tank have you covered. Leadership from Metro, Tank, and Blink, the regional light and art show, announced a new partnership that will provide free rides and direct access to park and ride locations for this year's immersive art experience. Metro and Tank will offer fair free rides beginning at 6 p.m. on October 13th through the 16th. All rides on both transportation networks, including Direct Routes to Blink, will be free. Direct Routes to Blink will be available via four park and ride locations. The park and ride locations will drop off attendees at the Riverfront Transit Center for both Metro and Tank riders. Tank will also offer service to the Covington Transit Center. The four park and rides will be located at Northern Kentucky University, Cincinnati State, Cincinnati Public Schools Board of Education, and the UC Digital Futures Building. Blink Executive Director Justin Brookhart said installations this year will run from the Covington Riverfront and connect with Roebling Point, downtown Covington and stretch to the Central Business District. Kenton judicial candidate seeks to disqualify opponent over residency, reported on by Mark Payne. A candidate for Kenton County Family Court judge is looking to have one of her opponents disqualified, alleging she doesn't meet the residency requirements for the judgeship. The Kentucky Constitution requires that a family court judge reside in the district they will serve for at least two years before running for office. Kenton County 6th Division Family Court Judicial Candidate Ashley McNeese filed a 21-page lawsuit in Kenton Circuit Court Tuesday alleging her opponent, Maria Ante, doesn't meet the residency requirements. McNeese said this makes Auntie ineligible to run for the position, an eight-year term that starts on January 2, 2023, because she didn't live in the county until October of 2021. The election takes place on November 8, 2022. Auntie said the lawsuit is frivolous. The lawsuit alleges that Auntie wasn't a resident of Kenton County on January 1, 2021, which allegedly makes her ineligible to run for judge in Kenton County. It claims Auntie lived in Boone County until October 2021 when she purchased a home in Villa Hills, which is in Kenton County. Three attorneys filed to run for the position in addition to Auntie and McNeese. They are Tom Ralph, Pete Roosh, and Dana Blomer. I am confident in my qualifications to serve as Kenton County Family Court Judge, both residency and otherwise, Auntie said. I will fight this and win so I can continue fighting for kids and families as they navigate their own challenges in a positive way. And those are the headlines we are following for Monday, October 3rd, 2022. The Link NKY Daily Headlines podcast is published Monday through Friday and can be heard on our website or wherever you get your podcasts remember to subscribe and share. Have a comment for Link LinkNKY? Email me, mspaulding, at linknky.com. And for more on today's headlines, and to see what else is happening around Northern Kentucky, visit linknky.com.